That any time that you have a Yivama that is fit to Yibum, and if that uh, intimacy of the Yibum would acquire her and that would exempt her from any more being uh, her Zeka, so then she's also fit for Chalitza and the Chalitza would permit her to go get married to anyone uh, through the Chalitza. But the call But if the woman cannot go up and be meyabim, so then the chalitza doesn't work. So if, according to the words of Rabbi Yechonon, a muuberes, a pregnant woman, is not fit for yibum, so that must mean also that the chalitza is not a good chalitza either, and there is no way to distinguish, to make a difference, to, to, to make a, uh, 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 separation, a difference between Yibam and Chalitza. Elam Rava. So what Rava, rather Rava says. So Rava's version is like the first version that was brought down before and he gives a different answer. He says, this is what he's saying. Hakoines Yivimtoi Vinimtseis Muberes one who brought in his Yevimtoi. And she turned out that she's pregnant. Still, the Tzora of this woman should not go and get married to just anyone because Shemo Yehei Velod Ben Kayomo because that child, the, the baby, the fetus, uh, may turn out to be a uh, living child. And a intimacy with a woman who is pregnant, if the pregnancy is a lasting and the child will live, isn't considered uh, bia, that's not considered intimacy. And there, and also v'chalitzas mu'uberes, and the same thing is if you give chalitza from mu'uberes, uh, uh, is not considered chalitza. So, it turns out like this. Even though, if he was take a living child, then she doesn't need chalitza at all. But still she would not be permitted to marry because a baby does not exempt the uh, his father's wives to get married to outside until he goes out into the ear of the world. Meaning as long as he wasn't uh, born, he is considered to be this uh, father, uh, as long as the baby wasn't born, the father is considered like he has childless, like he doesn't have any sons, and his uh, children and that his uh, wife is still not permitted to go and get married to anybody. So although she is not fit for Yibam and Chalitza, but still the uh, marrying to someone needs to have the child come out into the uh, world. And the Gemara says, Tanya Kavosi 
We learned the Braise in support of Rava, because the Braise states, Hakoines Yevimtoi, Venimtseis Muberes, one who brings in his Yevimtoi. And she turns out to be Muberes, Harezu Loitinosi Tsaroso. So in that case, the Tsara should not get married to anyone outside in the street, because uh, we have to wait till the fetus is born. Before he's born, because then we have Shem Lot Ben Kayomo. Because then the babies might be existing, and then Vein of a Chalitza Peteris, and the Bio, the Chalitza of a pregnant woman, does not exempt her from the Zeka Elo Volot Peter. And it's only the child that will be born that will exempt her. And the child will not exempt her until he comes out into the ear of the world. And therefore, uh, she cannot uh, get married. The Torah cannot get married. So the Gemara asks now on Rish Lokish, Taimo, the reason why we say that the Bia of the and the Chalitza of the Muberes isn't going to work is because for the Tzorah isn't going to exempt her Tzorah is the Shemo Yehev Lot Ben Kayomu it's only because the child may be a living he may live but if at the end it will be verified that the child is not an existing child Mipatar Tzoroso so then the Torah is exempt from Chalitza, and she is permitted to the anybody, Lashuk, through the relationship that the Muberes had. So that means that the Bia of the wife already fulfilled the uh, obligations, so she was Meyabim. So the other, the Torah, is allowed to marry anyone. So let's say that this will pose a challenging question from the Brais on Rish Lokish, because Rish Lokish says that a bia of a Muberes is not bia sibum. It's not a good bia, even if there is no Vlad ben Kayom. The Gemara says, Omoloch Rish Lokish, Rish Lokish will answer you, that Hochei Kotoni, this is what it's written in the Brais. Hakoines, this is what the Bryce means. If he brings in his Yivim toy and she turns out that she is Muberes, she's pregnant, then we say that her Tzora shall not get married. Now he's changing it. The child may not be existent. Not he may be existent, but he may not be existent. Because according to the Shlokish, the Bia and the Chalitza is not considered to be a Bia, not a Chalitza. So therefore, she cannot get married. So it, it works the other way around. If the child would be existent, so then she actually married uh, one, one person and one, I mean, one of the wives and therefore the other one can go out the shuk and it's only because the, um, it's only because 
um, we were afraid that there might not be a child, and therefore the chalitz and the bi, according to the shlokish, are nothing. So why, if you're going to say, why don't we follow majority of the women? Most of the women give birth to normal children that last. And if they give, if we're going to rely on this majority, so then we're going to permit the Torah to the, uh, to the street, because then she will be the wife of a maze that has children. So why? Because there's a baby. We're, we're going to assume there's going to be a baby. But that's not true. Because the child still will not exempt We need him first to come out into the ear of the world to be born before he can batter. So that's why we cannot let her get married. Okay, you with me? Yes, yes. Okay. Omar Abeloza. Says Abeloza. Afshar iso lahodirishlokish. Is it possible that the loch is like rishlokish, that the bia and the chalitzim of beres is not considered yim chalitzim? V'leitnan lo b'mas nisan, and this thing is not written in any of the mishnayis. Nafak dog va'ashkach. So Rabbi Lozer went out and he looked into the matter and found the mishnah that supports the rishlokish. Itnan we learned in the mishnah later on. A woman whose husband and the Tzora went with him to Medina Sayyam, and at that time he didn't have any children. And they came and told this to this woman that stayed behind. Your husband died. She cannot get married to a person outside of the um, to a person outside and also the latest yabim and she's also not going to be Ms. Yabim to uh to the brother Acheteda until she's going to know for sure what Dalach is because she needs to worry because that she might be pregnant and therefore uh, we don't know, so she can't marry the brother because maybe she's not pregnant. She couldn't. She can't go marry uh, because maybe she's pregnant. There's going to be a child over there, maybe, and uh, she can't just be uh, miyabim him because maybe she will have a child. So Rabbelezer thought that when it says in the Mishnah Loitinose that she can't get married even through chalitza. So he says Bish Loi Loi. We understand why she should not be miyabin because Shema Yev Lot Ben Kayama because it might be the her tzara who's pregnant may have a lasting child, and if it's going to be that this uh, her uh, deceased husband's brother is going to be miyabin her, uh, then he's going to come across the prohibition of marrying his. Uh, a wife of his brother, which is Minat Torah, because in this case it's a prohibition of the Torah, because in this case Torah only allows where there's no children, but here is going to be a child. So she's not allowed to marry the deceased brother, Ella. But we do have a problem. Why Lois Sachlis? Why can't she take Chalitz and get married? Am I? Why shouldn't she do that? We can understand. 
why she cannot take chalitza within nine months from the time that her husband dies and get married within the nine months. We understand because loy, because hainu sofik, because this is a sofik. Maybe the tzara is pregnant with an uber bar kayom and then the chalitza is not a good chalitza. But still, she is not going to be exempt because of this fetus because the vlad is not pater and the baby doesn't pater until it comes out to the to the ear until he's born as i said earlier hello but the question is why doesn't chalitza within the nine months from the husband's death and then she'll get married after nine months because in that case either way she'd be permitted to the Married anyone we want because if the tzara was not pregnant or the pregnancy was not an existing one, so then the chalitza is a good chalitza because she's obligated, and then it was a good chalitza. And if the situation is that the child is a barkayomo, so then we have to say that he was already born because it's already nine months. So we should exempt that son, should exempt her. Uh, from Chalitza, without even Chalitza, she, she didn't need the Chalitza, and she should be able to marry whoever she wants. So therefore we have to say that the Chalitza does not permit it because of the worry, the Chashash. Uh, maybe the Torah was pregnant at the time of the Chalitza with an Uber, which is not going to last. And as long that, that the wife of the deceased is, um, is pregnant, uh, then neither here, the Torah, are fit for chalitza, even at the end, she, she miscarries. So it's not going to be a good chalitza. Like Rek Shlokish says, that it's not chalitza. So the Gemara, no. So then it turns out that we have a Mishnah. But the Gemara says, no. But that's not a good proof, because even if you're going to say that as long as the wife of the Mason Mubarez, chalitza doesn't help, we still have a problem because why doesn't she do chalitza after nine months when the husband died? She'll get married after nine months with the Misa because in that case the Tzorah definitely is not Muber at all. She's not pregnant. And either way she's permissible to get married because if the Tzorah miscarried then she's potter from chalitza through the chalitza that she got. And if she got an existing child then she's exempt because he, the deceased husband, has a son. But the Mishnah Mahashma, for the words of the Mishnah Mahashma, that she's not to get married unless she finds out whether the Tzara was pregnant or not, even after nine months. So, we still, they have a problem with that Mishnah, either way. But, go away, leave that Mishnah on the outside. Uh, don't uh, prove from it at all. Because the reason why we say that she shouldn't do chalitza, get married, is because the Abaye bar Abba, Rabchina bar Abaye, because these two, Abaye bar Abba, Rabchina bar Abaye, the Amrei Tarvayu, they both say, what is the reason that we don't want that she shouldn't do chalitza until she's going to find out whether the other wife who went with her husband, the Tzorah, is pregnant, is because we worry, Shemo, Yevlod ben Kayomo, maybe there will be a child that she will give the tzara give birth, who will be living, existing. And it turned out that you'll have to, you'll require to this chalutza an announcement for kuhuna. For if the tzara gave birth to a 
living son, it turns out, living child, it turns out that the chalitza was not necessary, it's not a chalitza. And therefore, she's kosher to kuhuna, meikaradin, she should be fit for kuhuna anyways. But since the people aren't going to know that the tzara gave birth, and the chalitza, therefore, is not a chalitza, and it's not really chalitza, so really she does. She didn't really get chalitza because her husband had a child. She didn't know it was out there with the Torah. But the people are not going to know. They're going to take her as a chalitza who is possible for the kona. So therefore, we can't permit her to the koyen without announcing Bezdin that she's not a chalitza. So in order not to require the chalitza's Bezdin, we say she shouldn't get chalitza until she'll know for sure that the Torah did not get give birth but let us require her in other words let her take chalitza even because when we're not sure so if it's going to verify that it wasn't chalitza why don't we require that announcement in order to permit the kuna? Why are you prohibiting upon her the chalitza so that you don't, she doesn't, won't need later on the announcement? Why don't you let her announce her and don't require, uh, let her do chalitza? The Gemara says, we're worried. Maybe there is a person that was there at the time that the chalitza was done, and he wasn't there at the time when they announced it. And where they're going to see that she gets married to the koyin, also the meimer kashari chalutz lekoyin. He's going to come to say that they're allowing a chalutz to get married to a koyin. So the chachamim therefore answered on her to do chalitza until you're going to verify whether she needs chalitza or not. Another challenge to the proof of Rabbi Lezer. What kind of a proof do you bring from the Mishnah? That chalitza is not a good chalitza. Even if the fetus is not existent. Is it say then in the Mishnah that she shouldn't do chalitza not yibum? It just says and she shouldn't get married not yibum. The Mishnah is coming to teach us that we don't allow her to get married to the street without Chalitza, and we do not go by the majority of the women that, uh, when they're pregnant, they give birth to an, a child that will last, and we don't say that the tzara is also from the majority. I believe chalitza, but take, that's what we're saying. But if take gives chalitza within the nine months of the husband's death, it's possible that it's take permissible to for her to marry after nine, nine months because the chalitza of the Muberis maybe is a chalitza, not like Rish Lakish says. So the Mishnah can be interpreted like Rabbi Yochanan and you can't prove like Rish Lakish. Moris says, Tanya Kavos to Rish Lakish, we learned in Abrais like Rish Lakish. Achoy lets the Muberis, if you give chalitza Muberis, the pila, and then she miscarries, Tzricha chalitza menachim, she would really need still chalitza from the brothers. So we see that the chalitza of Moberis is not chalitza, like Rishlokish says. Amar Rabbe, so now Rabbe rules like Rishlokish in three places in which he disagrees with Rabbi Yechlam. Hilchaser kavos to Rishlokish v'hanitlas. In the following three, the halacha will be like Rishlokish. Chada, one is the first halacha, is Hoda Amoron, that we said before, that the 
intimacy of Muberes is not considered Bia, and the Chalitza of Muberes is not Chalitza. What is the second Allah of the Machloikis? Is the Machloikis in the uh, explanation of the Mishnah of Over there it says the Tanan. Of there we learned in the Mishnah if you have a person who's a Shechimra, he's on his deathbed, and a Machalik Nechosov al and he's distributing his assets to his inheritance by his instruction, by his mouth. Unlike the laws of Yerusha, of the Torah, which the Torah has determined, he wants to change it the way he wants it. And he uses the language of a gift and not the language of Yerusha. So if Riba le'echod, if he increases assets to one of his sons, and he gives him more than the other sons, or or he gave a little bit less than the other sons, and the same thing is and the same thing if he decided he gave the the same amount like the other brothers, not giving him the double portion as the Torah has instructed his words are stay, his words last because while he is alive, he has entitlement to give his money whoever he wants to but the im Omar, but if he says that he's distributing his asses Mishum Yerusha as an inheritance, and he gives to one more or gives less to the other one, or he makes equal to the Bakhoir, Loyomar Klum, he hasn't said anything. He doesn't have the power to change the laws of Yerusha. Because if you are conditioning on what the Torah says, your condition is no is bottle. Master Mashkos no bottle. What happens if he wrote Kosav? He uses the lotion of Yerusha Matona, Bain Batchilo, whether you wrote Losh Matona in the beginning and the Yerusha at the end. As, like he says, for example, give it and let him inherit it. So, first he says Matona, or Bain Batsoif, or he writes the Losh Matona at the end and the Yerusha in the beginning. He says, Yerush Bni Ploini Soda Ploin Losun Loi, Bain Batemza, or if he writes it, uh, in the middle, Mishumatona, and in the beginning and the end, he writes Yerusha. He says Yerush Pliploini v'Tenosel of Yerushana. So he uses two times Losh Yerusha Matona. Tvarov Kayomim. Then his words will exist because as long as he also has the words uh, Matona over there, then we look at it as a Matona.